And that's kind of the way of starting a business. You want to make sure that you go into business with somebody that you can really, really, really trust. Because if it's somebody that you cannot trust, it makes the whole process very, very weary. Welcome to Take Action Entrepreneurs Podcast. Where we interview entrepreneurs who took action and got to the top of their industry. And on this podcast, we will share with you exactly how they did it. Today, we have a very special guest, Sunny Fraser, here with us. And she is a licensed daycare provider in the Baltimore City, Maryland area. She has been in business for over three years now and has been able to retire her mother from corporate America. So thank you, Sunny, for being here. And uh, before we get started, just wanted to let everybody know we put up a questionnaire on Instagram for those that had questions specifically for daycares. We're going to go ahead and answer those questions at the end. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, you know, we're going to start off. We want to know what made you passionate about, you know, opening up a daycare and why? So first and foremost, to open up a daycare, you can't look at it as just a business because this is something that you're going to have to wake up and go to every single day. They're not your own children. They're other people's children. So working with children has to has to be a passion that you ultimately have. Um, of course, I enjoy working with children. I have my own children. It's very gratifying. I enjoy being a part of a community where I'm able to help foster growth and development and witness that development within children and I love having fun with them that's what really makes it worthwhile you can work at a daycare clock in clock out but if you're not having fun there's no purpose to it and having a daycare really 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 makes it work wow yeah that's amazing I mean that's one of the biggest questions because you're opening up a daycare where you're gonna have to take care of other people's children's it's it's hard enough to take care of your own absolutely it's annoying but um <laughs> especially if you're an entrepreneur because you know sometimes you need to get work done but your kids are there you know and they want to have fun too they want to you know play but uh, you're making it work you're yeah. making it work what what influenced you to starting a daycare like take us back you know um when you first opened up your first daycare what what influenced you to start so to be completely honest there is a limited amount of quality daycares that were in my area. So I'm located in the PG County area and me trying to look for a quality care that had a decent schedule that could work around my schedule because at the time I was a server. So I needed the flexibility. And a lot of daycares want that commitment of a schedule of what time will you be dropping off and what time will you be picking up? And I just didn't have it. So after a certain point, it was kind of like, do I have to choose? Is it my job or do I take the time with my children and then figure out making it work behind the scenes? And I chose the latter. Wow. Okay. And you being in that position to have to um, take your kid to daycare and then go to work, did you use any of those um, things you went through uh, to help you open up your daycare like Absolutely. for example do you extend your hours Absolutely so with that being said I don't have extended hours but I have flexibility within my schedule so I provide a time of I'm open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and I let parents choose you can either drop off at 8 801 pick up at 4.59 or 5. So I let parents choose. You can choose part-time. You can choose full-time. You can utilize those hours that we are open for your child. 
Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you said you started off as a server. Yes. So tell us, how did you get the, the, the capital and the funds to start your daycare? Okay, so first thing I want to mention is never use your own money because once your money is gone, that's it. It's famous and in the real estate community. Never yeah. use your own money. If you're in the situation where you're able to get a loan, you know, at a low interest rate, go ahead and grab it. Because the thing is, is that if you have the real money, if you have the tangible money, you can always pay back the loan before it's due date. And you mm -hmm. don't have to worry about interest being accrued. But if you use your own money, that's it. And that's what I chose to do. So I took out a $10,000 loan. And I figured out my budget for having the new space, oh, wow. um, the permit, the licensing, as well as the equipment and learning materials. And once I devised a good number for that, I figured, okay, 10000 should be enough to cover it. If not, I can dip into my stash for it. But I knew my actual budget was 10000 and I did not want to go over. Mm. Gotcha. You said okay. something about permits. What type of permits do you need? So actually open up in daycare, the first step is you have to attend an orientation and they will be able to tell you exactly every step, every license that you need, every training that you need, every permit that you will need. But for the permit goes, you only need a fire permit, which is where the fire marshal will come out to the facility and make sure that everything is in proper order to sustain a safe house. God forbid if a fire does break out, that you have all of the utilities to make sure that you and the children are safe. Mm. So that's the only permit that you actually need. And you about you said an orientation. Yes. So how do you get to that orientation? Did you have a website that you went to and registered? Um, how did you get there? Yeah. So you can actually Google Maryland State Department of Education. You go to MSDE's website. You go on to where it says like child care and whatever your interest is. So you can take an orientation for family child care, which is having an in-home daycare. Or you can take the orientation for having a large family daycare, which gives you the capacity to have up to 12 children. And that's based on the square footage of the space in your home. Or you can do a child care center. So what I ended up doing is I took all the orientations, found out all the information that would be necessary and required to open up all the way from family child care to a child care center. And whatever worked for me, that's the route that I went down on. That's amazing. Took every single orientation. All right. How much can permits usually uh, uh, go for? So my permit was less than $100. Okay. That's it. Okay. Now, the permit is just less than $100, but you have to factor in everything that your facility would need to be approved. So when I had my inspection, I had to have, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to have carbon monoxide detectors. I had to have interconnected um, smoke detectors on each level. And the facility that I'm in right now is a four-level home. So once again, you go through the orientation and it tells you what you have to have. But when you go through each process of the step, then you get to realize what you specifically will need. So that's kind of like the back end to it. So there is no, you know, pick door number one, get door number one's prize. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to actually put up $100 for your permits. And then after that, once the inspector comes inside, they're like, okay, you're going to need this, this, and this, and that. Exactly. And that's more money out of your pocket. Exactly. Wow, these are great gems. You're, you're letting a lot of people know valuable information. So um, you own a in-home daycare, right? Yes. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. In-home yes. daycare. Explain to the viewers what that means. An in-home daycare 
is a daycare that has been approved by the state because I am licensed and I am able to have at maximum eight children who do not belong to me. Okay. Eight children. Okay. And you chose the city of Baltimore as your first place to own an in-home daycare. Okay. Tell us why Baltimore. Why Baltimore City? Mm -hmm. Because that's where the opportunity presented itself. Mm -hmm. So as an entrepreneur, sometimes you can have a whole plan and idea. However, based on the opportunities that are available, you kind of have to find the middle ground between both. Okay. So you saw the opportunity here in Baltimore. So you're set here. This is your base. But you're looking to expand. I know that for sure. I think the last time we were on the phone, you said something about moving to the Laurel, Laurel area. I yeah, back it, yeah. to PG County. Yeah. Growth is necessary in any business that you have. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Are your are your goals and plans to make um, you know your daycares you know nationwide or just one area the East Coast? What are your What are your plans? What do you see your your company and your business going in the next five to ten years? So Little Green Giants Eco Conscious Childcare is the name of my daycare. So with that being said, Little Green Giants, my plan is to have it be a household name. So when you think of daycares, when you think of preschools of quality where you have heard of, you know, maybe La Petite or the Goddard School, that Little Green Giants will come into mind as well. Little Green Giants. It's a cute name. It grabs your attention. And Little Green Giants, we are we are a sustained daycare. So we talk about harvesting, we talk about recycling, we talk about going green. It's more than just learning through having fun, learning through play. Like we are an eco-conscious daycare. So your child is not just having one set of curriculum. We're talking about the basis of minimizing our carbon footprints in the world, which is something that is completely necessary in the world that we are in right now and just being conscious about our environment it helps children learn empathy and it helps children learn how to care for other things and other people besides themselves wow that's amazing right there so eco-friendly daycare where we go where, where we go ahead and send our kids and they learn about how to save the planet i mean that's amazing right there and how did you come up with that? How did I come up with that? So I am very, I am a very go green kind of person. Like I like to recycle. I like to eat well. I like to eat clean. And I extended that to my children. So by having my children be in a daycare, it only made sense to spread it to the rest of the children who were there. And then I also met a lot of other parents who shared the same sentiments and values. So when they showed the interest in Little Green Giants Eco-Conscious Child Care and I spoke to them about what my plans were, they're right on board. We eat clean just as well. So what's what's some of your diet that you offer at the daycare? And I tell them what our meal plan is. And they're like, wow, my child eats fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, what I don't want to take away from kids is kids being kids. So we do have chicken nuggets and we do have hamburgers. However, when we have chicken nuggets, they might be chick from Chick-fil-A or they're home cooked. So that's the thing. So even if we are having not clean food, it's prepared in a manner that is more cleanlier than eating junk food or on-the-go type food. And I remember you talking to me about this eco-friendly daycare, and the first thing that popped into my head was, why haven't people thought about that? <laughs> and, it, and it's beautiful. Kids are eating clean. Kids are thinking clean. I mean, what better way to do it? Absolutely. Little Green Giants. Little Green Giants, eco-conscious child care. Okay. Before we get any further with the questions, we were on the phone. We were talking about how you started. I mean, me and Sunny, we've known each other for five years now. For a long time. 
and she's always been entrepreneur-minded. Uh, and she's here now. She's an entrepreneur. And I wanted to, her to explain to you guys how she started her startup story um, because it's amazing. What you told me on the phone was amazing. So tell us about how you started. Um, and you said you had a $10,000 budget. Yes. Start us off right there. Yes. So... The way that I started my daycare wasn't the traditional way uh, in such as me having a job and then me working on opening up the daycare simultaneously. And then once I get the daycare going, then I quit my job. It was the furthest thing from that. So honestly, what ended up happening was I was looking for a home to house the daycare and I got scammed. How I got scammed, I'm not sure how. But by the grace of God, I was able to turn that situation around and have it work in my favor. So scammed. And that's the part that I was like, hold on. Yeah. Sonny, they scammed you? Yeah. Ex explain, I got explain to us how these people <laughs> scammed you out of how much? It was $4,000. That's a lot. Especially if that's all. Uh, yeah. Almost that's 40% of my yeah. budget. Right. Okay. So. Tell us how that happened. So what ended up happening was I went on to Zillow. I'm sure everybody's familiar with Zillow. It should be a pretty reputable, trustable site. Um, and I found the house that I was interested in. So I reached out to the person. I scheduled a tour, went inside the home, looked around. It was beautiful. It was nice. Now, the thing is, this is the, this is the back end to it. When you want to open up a family daycare and you don't own the home, and you're looking to rent a place, a lot of the landlords won't allow it. One, because they think of wear and tear on their property. They think of the high traffic that comes from children and the parents coming in and out. And they think of loud, it's just loud. You know, who wants to be neighbors to a daycare? Nobody. Would you wanna live below a daycare? No. You know, and then if you're home, if you're working from home during the pandemic, do you wanna hear kids screaming through the walls? No. So. Every home that I saw that I spoke to the landlord and asked if they would be willing to house a daycare there told me no. Like literally no. So when people like respond to the email and it's like, hello, thank you for your interest, people would just respond eh, no. No period or anything, just no. I feel like that's very important in any business that you're in. You get a lot of rejections, you get a lot of no's, and a lot of people give up there, you know? Absolutely. A and at, at, at a certain point, I really did feel like giving up because I'm just like, if I'm getting all these no's, maybe it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But no, keep going. Right. So I ended up finding the person who showed me the tour of the home, and I asked him. I said, am I able to do a daycare here? Will the landlord allow it? He said, I'll check with you and get back to you. So I'm like, okay, sounds fair. He got back to me. He said, he'll allow it. So I'm like, and This really? is after how many no's? Um, she lost count. <laughs> I started in 2015, and this is my first time getting the second yes. So you started in 2015. And I then started in 2015 providing private child care to families. So I would travel to their home. I would nanny their children, and then I would also teach their children as well as feed their children. And I did this for a few years before I was able to open up a physical daycare. Yeah. So basically what ended up happening was he told me I could do the daycare. So I'm like, yay, cool. Now, what usually comes attached to it is, okay, now I need triple a deposit. Mm -hmm. He said no. So I'm like, okay. 
Um, I'm like, am I able to paint? Is the landlord willing to communicate with me? Because that's also another thing. Once they get your money and you sign those leasing papers, a lot of landlords go MIA. You have no way to communicate with them unless you forfeit on your rent. And then that's when you start hearing the responses. So, so I wanted to make sure that he would be in communication with me and actually want to help me do the daycare. Hmm. So just to clarify, so this was an agent showing you the, the property? That I had assumed. Oh, so okay. here's the part where it gets crazy. And that was probably my fault because mm-hmm. I didn't actually say, who are you? Mm-hmm. What are your credentials? What is your connection to but this But when home? you when you hear a yes, it's just like... Right, you're kind oh, of blindsided yes. by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're kind of blindsided by it. So long story short, I asked if I could paint. I asked if the landlord would be willing to let me do X, Y, and Z. Everything was yes, 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 yes. So I'm thinking, thank you, God. Um, and then I signed over the lease. And a few days later, I get an out-of-state call from somebody who says, you know, hi, I know who you are. You're in my home. I did not give you permission. And I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, yo. what do you mean? I'm like, I spoke to this person, this, this, this. And they're like, he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have permission to lease out my home. So I'm like... And, you know, this I, I spoke to him. I told him what my story was because that's also another thing. If you don't open your mouth, you won't get fed. Right. So I told him, this is who I am. This is what my plans are. This is what has happened. And he said, let's meet up. So that could have went one or two ways. I'm meeting up with a total stranger who tells – now this person is telling me they're the owner yeah, of the home. Owner. So the first one isn't the owner. Uh, the second, second person is, is yeah. You don't know yet. Right. So I just received a phone call, and he, I'm just believing who he tells me to be. So I met up with him and we sat down and he just told me basically what the person did. And it just ended up being that he had asked the person to watch over the home and this person took it in his hands to decide to manage the home. Oh my gosh. Wow. So we ended up Watch the home as in just clean up. Yeah, exactly. Do minor maintenance, make sure the home is okay while it's unoccupied. And he basically decided to lease it. Wow. That is ridiculous. Yes. So when I spoke with the actual homeowner, he reassured me that he was the homeowner. He had receipts that said he was the homeowner. And he basically said, um, either you can walk away and you have to deal with this person with getting your money back, or we can figure out how to move forward. And I was like, I would like to move forward, but I want to make sure that this is something that you're comfortable with because now I'm feeling uneasy and I'm feeling uncomfortable. So we spoke. I got to get to know him. He was able to get to know me. And we ended up starting a great relationship with the home. And he really ended up helping me as far as getting the permits and having the information, like the architecture of the home and giving me backgrounds of the home so that I could move forward with opening up the daycare, which in turn ended up being really helpful and necessary. So did you ever get your money back from so guy? what ended up happening is because I got in good with the actual owner, um, he's very well connected and well respected in his industry. And what he ended up doing was having a lawyer reach out to the guy who leased the home to me. And that guy gave me my money back. And then I gave my money, which was a deposit and rent to the homeowner. Wow. So it all worked out fine. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. So Sonny, you're telling us that you had a business loan. That's how you started. Okay, so my question to you is, will a bank help you open up a daycare? How did you present yourself to a bank? 
Um, so actually, I didn't get the loan through a bank. I got the loan through like an online banking program. Okay. So literally, I applied for it day one, and by day four, the money was in my account. Wow. And it helps when you have day good four. credit. It helps when you wow. have good credit because you have a low interest rate and not too much is required. Did you have to present your business and what you were going to do? Um, no. So this was actually a personal loan. And so this is also the thing. Depending on what you want to do, the money is the money. Whatever route you decide to go on kind of will, will, be, kind of will be the reason of you being accepted or approved or denied for the loan. So if you go for a business loan and this is your first business, the bank is looking at you like um, okay. we can't trust you to give you 100000 We can't trust you to give you 50000 Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So what? you went with the personal. Yes. And you got the 10 approved. Yes. And in your bank account within four days. Within a few days. A few within days. Within a few days. And is this for any business? Yeah. So, I mean, huh. it's a personal loan. A personal so whatever loan. money oh, okay. that yeah. you decide, whatever way that you decide to use the money is yeah. your discretion. Yeah. Okay. What, what made you, okay, so you said you, you came up with the numbers and you said 10 was yes. the way to go. But do you believe that you could have gone and um, got a larger amount? Absolutely. Okay. So the thing is, is that you can get a loan for $20,000 knowing that you only really need five. And then you use that $15,000 to sit on. You use that $15,000 to make those payments. And then when you're actually ready to pay it off, when you say, I don't really need the money, you just pay the loan and it's, um, you just pay the loan in its full fullness. For anyone watching, what's the website called? That way they can do their research on it. Um, Lending Club. Lending Club. Lending Club. Okay. We'll go ahead and have that, you know, link below. Okay. So, so. Um, what made the light bulb in the back of your head click and say, let me take action and let me get started right now, um, back in 2015? So the way that you need to take action is when your back is completely up against the wall and you feel like you have no other options. You can continue going down the road where you're like, I'm super stressed out. This isn't working and going back and forth with yourself of what you should do, or you can take action. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful way to put it. So what would you say, you know, your start of, you know, your entrepreneur journey? Like, when do you think that started? Um, well, I want to say it might be hereditary because my mom is an entrepreneur. So it was always instilled of me of you can make money and you don't have to go through the corporate way. You don't have to clock in and out. And who really... There are some people, I'm sure, who don't mind clocking in and out, but I feel like with the millennials, we are able to utilize the things around us to make our money. You know, we're able to utilize more of our day by having free time versus them being stuck 40 hours a week inside a building, inside a place, and then saying, okay, we get to enjoy our day later. Right. As an entrepreneur, you can step in out. You can step in your business. You can step out your business. You can have somebody come in for you, and then you can come back in to take their place. Right, right. What are, what are your plans to grow your company in the next five to ten years? To be completely honest, I am working on opening up another in-home daycare. Um, so with having an in-home daycare, obviously you have lower overhead. And that's also another thing. So you have to think about what your profit is and what you're putting out. And I just want to make sure that the profit stays nice right. and comfortable. So I have a question for you, right? When when opening up another daycare, obviously, you know, there's no there's not two of you. So that means you're going to need somebody else at this daycare, Absolutely. right? So, you know, with growing comes more employees. Yes. How are you, you know, what are your plans on finding or how do you find great employees 
that you know you can, obviously this isn't any type of business you really need to find somebody that, that you need to trust and you can trust you know yeah so really the best way with working in childcare is kind of like word of mouth and the other thing is whoever you know do they have little do they have little sisters you know, do you have a little sister who's interested in working with children? Do you know anybody who's in college? Do you know anybody who's in high school who has that kind of free time and who has a passion with working with children? Because it would always be my business. So I'm always going to have to take a responsibility and accountability for whoever is under the Little Green Giants umbrella. So right now, it's just myself and my mom. Those are two people that Little Green Giants has put their complete trust in. So if it's not me, it's my mom. If it's not my mom, then it's me. And we answer to each other. And that's kind of the way of starting a business. You want to make sure that you go into business with somebody that you can really, really, really trust. Because if it's somebody that you cannot trust, it makes the whole process very, very weary because you're constantly wondering, what, what is this person doing? Can they handle it? Um, how do I come into play? Are they making sure that we stay together because what happens is when you have a partner in business, one person kind of always has the upper hand because either they're a little bit more knowledgeable or they bring the money to the table. So when you have somebody, when you're in a business partnership and you guys aren't equal, it's always that kind of, you know, trying to figure out what am I doing? What is he doing? What is she doing? And what are we able to do next? Mm -hmm. How were you able to figure out you know, whose role, who plays this role? Was it like when you guys first started, was it very difficult? Because, um, you know, when we first started our businesses, it was difficult to figure out, okay, you do this, you're better at this, I'm better at that, you know, you take this job, I'll take this job. How did you guys kind of figure out, you know, who's better at what? Um, and, so yeah. the thing is, is that Little Green Giants has been my idea. So my mom really kind of plays a supportive person with me. So she brings in the support. So when I am tired or when I need an extra hand, when I need an extra set of eyes, my mom is my support system when it comes down to it. And because she is my mom, it's just more so of, you know, you take it easy. I take on the role right now. And then when I'm tired, then we are able to switch the roles because we can depend on each other when it comes down to that. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. Especially because you're working with family. It's yeah, the best. you're working with family. Um, and in daycare, there's a high turnover. Parents don't like seeing new faces because your children get your children get connected to whoever the teacher is. And when you constantly have to change that, it doesn't make the children feel secure, nor does it make the parents feel secure. Absolutely. So parents can count on seeing my face or my mom's face every single day. And by the way, you are our first guest, to, you know, female guest entrepreneur. Really? Yes. Really? We, we got a lot of requests. They're like, hey, put in some female entrepreneurs. So Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm really glad to be here, and I'm glad to make that first step. <laughs> first lady of Take Action. Let's talk about being a female entrepreneur, right? Would you say there is any disadvantages in being a female entrepreneur? Absolutely. First and foremost, being an entrepreneur, I personally feel like is a male dominated field. So when a man goes into a coffee shop and he has a business meeting, he places his briefcase down and he's ready to go. You know, so the barista may not come to him and approach him and say, do you need anything? You know, but as a woman coming in, it's kind of like, OK, like, why is she here? Is she, is she getting coffee? You know, it's not mm. the same perception of a businesswoman and a businessman. Wow, that's a good way to put it. You told us about someone scamming you in the beginning, and um, they took some of your money. I think you said four thousand. Four thousand dollars. And it's initially you only started off with ten. So yes. 
they took advantage of you, do you believe that's because you were a female? I don't think it was because I was a female. I think it was because I was not as knowledgeable and I didn't bring that knowledge with me. So had I said, had I said, and you are, are you the leasing agent? Are you the manager on site? Are you friends of the homeowner? Like if I was a little bit more knowledgeable as to ask the questions of who this person was in position to this home, then it would have kind of let him know, okay, um, what do I say? You know, like, what do I tell her? And then he would have had to answer to me. But because I'm only assuming, he kind of coasted with it. So that's my learning experience as being a female entrepreneur is I never assume anything. If I have any questions, I'm going to ask you because I want you to give me an answer so that if you give me an answer, that's the wrong answer. I can come back to you or I can negate it with, okay, so this is the facts. This is what I found. This is what I see. Mm-hmm. And then we can move forward from there. Wow. So it's a learning experience at the end of the day. Absolutely. With okay. anything, it's a learning experience, especially when it comes down to a new field for you. Okay. And um, daycare marketing, that's a good question. You might say, hey, I want to open up a daycare, but where do I get the children from? So, Sonny, how do you market your business? Do you knock on doors? Do you um, get uh, referrals? I mean, how, how does it work? I do everything. At the beginning, I did flyers. I went to Walmart. I went to Target. I went to any high densely populated area and I just put flyers on everybody's car in my whole surrounding area because I knew that with that flyer even if you were not interested chances are you have a child or you know someone who has a child so when you look at that flyer and you read it or you look at the flyer and you throw it away you see little green giants and that sticks with you that sticks with you. So I did the flyers. Of course, I do social media. Um, go ahead and get a Google business page. Go ahead and get a Yelp page. Whatever the resource is, utilize all the free resources. Do referrals. Do word of mouth. Post it on your personal page and let other people repost it. Like that's really the best way. As people say, word of mouth is the best way to spread your business. I agree. Is there a certain way that you're finding that your marketing is working best like when when they when you get a child um under you do you ask them hey where where did you hear about me absolutely that's kind of my first question because i want to know have i done anything to put my business in place where it's personally reaching you or have i not done my job do my due diligence with doing the marketing for it so literally it comes down to 50 50 when people say someone told me about you i saw you in a facebook post Mm. and then the other half is Hi, I I was searching for daycares in my area and your business popped up on Google. So Google is really your best friend. Google provides so many free resources for businesses. You would be a fool not to capitalize off of it. Right. I agree. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social media. And social media is free. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's not on it? Right. You know, use those hashtags. Use use the Twitter. Use the Twitter thing, whatever they say about it. I don't have Twitter, but utilize all of the social media tactics. What is what is that Instagram post that's going around? Um, why aren't you famous yet? Because you're not reposting me. Uh, <laughs> repost us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> click that's like, right. repost, share, click the link, share it, put yeah. it everywhere. So for the people watching, you know, um, that want to start a daycare, how can they start? 
Okay, so the first thing first is you want to have that orientation so that you can be informed of what is necessary for you to have and how to start. Um, secondly, after you complete your orientation, either you have to figure out a location for the daycare or if you already have the location, then you're kind of a step above the rest. Um, with doing so, you make sure you have your trainings. Once you complete your trainings, you go through the permits, you go through the inspections. And once all that is clear, you want to make sure that you have a nice plan for executing your daycare and what will set your daycare apart from the daycare down the street because there is always going to be a ton of daycares that are your neighbors. And you want to make sure that they're coming to you versus then going to your neighbors. But you also want to make sure you know what your neighbors are doing, what they're charging, what they offer so that you can always offer one step above and you put your heart into it. And when your heart is into your passion, it should work out for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for that information, Sonny. Um, we're at the end of the podcast now. We're going to go ahead and uh, ask you the questions that people asked us on Instagram. Ooh, okay. So we have three questions in total. Sure. And this one is by Ileana G. So we're hey, going to shout her out. Hey, Ileana. And she is actually the main one that had all these questions. So Okay, so maybe she really is on her few steps of opening up a daycare yeah. and maybe we can help her yeah. push forward. Awesome. Okay. So the question is, go ahead, Moses. She wants to know what type of technology is used in your classroom. Okay, so for me, I don't do any screen time. I don't offer any screen time. I don't offer any iPads. I don't offer television for the children to watch because I personally believe that when the children are in my care, that we are to utilize that time and making sure that they're learning, that they're playing, and that they're having fun. Um, they can go home and play with the iPads. That was a really good question. Um, great answer as well. Great answer. So, so how do you find the right administration? So I think you answered that earlier, how you find the right administration for your business. Um, but you go ahead and uh, summarize that. Yeah, so in addition, if I didn't have my mom as my support person or my co-teacher and I needed to outsource to look for an additional teacher, what I would wanna make sure is, who is this person? Because one, you're coming into my home, but that's also my business. Um, you have to have a background check. You have to have a release information that lets me know that you've been clear of any kind of abuse or neglect. And then I kind of just have you come in. I would have you come in and just see how well we work together and see how well the kids take to you. Because you could be an awesome person who's passionate about working with children, who loves children. But if all my kids are shy away from you, if all of the children um, are timid around you, we can't move forward. Okay. And question for you. It just came up to the top of the head. Um, if you did have somebody else in your business that's not you or your mother, do you have cameras around your building? Yes. So I have cameras inside the home and outside the home. And inside the home, it's a live video monitoring feed that my parents are able to tap into any time that their child is present at the daycare. So not only does that present security for the parents, but that also is security for myself. So God forbid if anything were to happen, I can go right on that monitor and rewind 30 seconds and say, okay, this is how he fell. He fell right off of a, of a block because he tripped on his own shoelace, you know, Versus then trying to figure out how did this happen? Did anybody see anything? How Perfect. come nobody didn't yeah. say anything? Right. Very important. So that that keeps the the parents that have their children in your uh, school and 
you know, that provides safety. Yes. So I, I love it. That's yes. really good. So they can just tap in at any time. They can Absolutely. Be at work. Absolutely. On break. just Yeah. And okay. then I can always kind of tell when the parent has been watching because they'll say little small details that I know that obviously I haven't shared. Like, oh, you know, we'll pack sock, socks next time. You know, because for children who come into the daycare um, minus COVID, I want to make sure that the kids have on socks because there's a disease called hand, foot, and mouth disease. And what that is is that when the children have their shoes off and their feet are sweating and their feet soles are open, that's a breeding ground for germs. And we all know that children are putting everything in their mouth and then once you contract that disease, it's highly contagious to the other children in care. So I kind of always know, like, if a parent is watching, just if, you know, the children come in with this now or they change this, you know, but it keeps me on my toes as well because I know that my parents are watching. And that is just to also let them know, you can see what I'm doing from top to bottom. Welcome. Welcome. Love it. Love the idea. The next question she wants to know is, did you have any issues when pulling out uh, permits? Um, I didn't have any issues. However, I did fail the first time because like I had mentioned before, when the fire marshal comes out, he'll tell you specifically what you need for your facility. So it's going to be curated for your home, whether you need the smoke detectors or the alarms or um, I know my experience was he told me that the house numbers were too small, that it needed to be much larger so that it's visible from the street. So God forbid if we did have to call the fire department and they work to come, that they could visibly see those numbers from the street. So that's not something that you would typically think of every day. But as a daycare owner, um, it's something that's very important. You want to make sure that you get the help as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So with that being said, Sunny, thank you so much for being here sharing all your knowledge, and just a thank you once again. Thank yeah. you for having me. I was super excited to be here and share my experiences and my testimony of having the daycare, and hopefully I was able to influence some other you know, people who were interested in starting a daycare. If you're thinking about doing it, go ahead and do it. Absolutely. And to end this off, I always like to ask all our guests, like for all the entrepreneurs in any industry that are watching, what is some advice and some motivation that you can give them? First things first, make sure that you are passionate, completely passionate about working with children because once you start the process of opening up a daycare, it's going to be really hard to switch careers or to switch industries once you've already had the inspections, once you've quit your job, anything like that. You want to make sure that your heart is in it and that your intentions are pure. Everything else will come full sail, full sail with it. And when you start the business, don't be upset or discouraged if you don't have a line outside your door because with time comes growth. So even if you have just two children for your first three months, like I did, I was so blessed just to have the two children. And those children actually ended up going on to stay with me till they were two years old. So my first two children that were enrolled became the first two children who stayed with me for two years. And then from then on, I was able to build up the clientele. But don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged by the no's. Don't be discouraged by the failed inspections. Keep pushing forward. Keep God first and just know that you will definitely be able to will definitely be able to become successful in your journey. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for those words. So that concludes the podcast for today. Thank you so much again for coming on to this podcast. And um, yeah, don't forget to keep taking action. <laughs>